Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast. In this podcast, we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we do tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors too. Hello podcast listeners, I'm Alan Collins and I'm joined by my colleague Sam Barker. Hello everyone. Today podcast listeners, we are going to be talking about ICSA, the Independent Inquiry into Child Sexual Abuse, and its forthcoming hearing into child protection in religious organisations and settings. Sam, you are going to be the advocate for a group of core participants. That's right, yeah. Who are going to be assisting the inquiry by giving evidence in respect of the Jehovah Witnesses. That's right, yeah. So I'm acting for a group called the XJW or ex-Jehovah's Witness Advocates Opposing Crimes Against Children. The title is actually somewhat misleading. Some are still current members and some are ex-members, but notwithstanding, they're advocates who want to make change and change for the better in these religious organisations in respect of child protection. I think the inquiry is also going to be looking not just at Jehovah Witnesses, but the Jewish Orthodox community, Scientology and paganism. And many, many others. They're just a, a, couple, a few examples of many religions they're looking into. Basically, they're looking into religions, organisations and settings that have more than a trivial presence here in England and Wales. So it involves a lot. If I may say so, it's quite a unorthodox mixture, if I can use unorthodox in that term, of religious organisations. Yep. You know, and I find it odd for paganism paganism is under the spotlight no no, (laughs) less under the spotlight i think but no certainly it features as does scientology i don't know what the the presence of scientology is here in the uk i don't know if it's if there's a large following here that's involved um so a number of other religious organizations and institutions and also as core participants are safeguarding advocacy groups Christian groups that advocate for better safeguarding in Christian communities like 31.8 and a whole number of other advocacy groups as well. So there's a lot of core participants. And so why does ICSA want to look at, for example, the Jehovah Witnesses? Well, as I said, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses is just one of the many they're looking into. And the reason why they're looking into these organisations is because they want to make sure that safeguarding measures that are in place within these organisations are up to scratch, you know, are proper and are well-equipped to protect children within those organisations and indeed in the community. Help me here. The Jehovah Witnesses are, what's the word, very devout? Is that um, is that the right Devout, um, it, I guess what you could, you know, in, in layman's terms are quite isolationist religion that effectively believe that the apocalypse is coming. So, they, and, and if you're a Jehovah Witness, you will be saved. And if you're not a Jehovah Witness, you will not be saved. Exactly. So it's a very inward-facing religion in that they, they believe the rest of the, of the world is facing imminent destruction. Would they um, see themselves as inward? Probably not, I guess. Well, I guess pub- you know, publicly facing, they might not say that, but it's very evident within the, the institution itself. And they 
But that's sorry, just just quickly, that's 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 not uncommon with a lot of these religions that are being examined. Yes. Uh, for example, a lot of the the different Orthodox Jewish sects that are being examined as part of this hearing, and, and indeed the advocacy groups who represent Jewish communities like liberal Jew liberal Judaism and things like that. They, they, those kind of religions also have a very inward facing approach. Would, would, would another way of putting it be that they observe the Bible and what they see is its teachings very strictly. Very literally. Literally. So it's a, they practice a literal interpretation of the Bible. So their everyday, day-to-day life is dictated by what is literally interpreted from the Bible. And does their literal interpretation conflict with, say, secular laws? So that's a concept that is prevalent throughout. If you, if you, if you look deep into um, Jehovah's Witness literature through what's called the Watchtower, which is their main conduit through which they communicate their teachings to their to their members, they will mention in there things like Caesar's Law. So what's Caesar's Law? You need to kind of look into what, what the basis is within the Bible for that, but I don't I don't know exactly where <laughs> what the basis is. But what I do know is it's defined basically that. Caesar's law is our laws, secular world, you know, society's laws, and then you've got God's laws. And um, from from what I've read in a lot of these publications is that members are able to follow Caesar's laws, i.e. society's laws, as long as they're not in conflict with God's laws. Right. So God's laws, as the, the Jehovah Witnesses, for example, interpret them, are superior to secular law. Yeah, well, they're from the Bible, and a literal interpretation of it would mean that they have to follow them in preference. Right. But that's not necessarily the case because then in certain, you know, in certain countries where mandatory reporting is the is the law, they follow that, they follow mandatory reporting laws. Right. Yeah. So would, right, help me here. Mm-hmm. So does, would a mandatory reporting law conflict with the Jehovah Witnesses' literal interpretation of the laws laid down in the Bible? I can't say that I'm, I can say that with any kind of expert insight into how they interpret the Bible in respect of mandatory reporting, but um, I do know that in countries where mandatory reporting is enshrined in statute, they follow those laws. But the problem is in this country, we don't have mandatory reporting sure. laws, of course. Put it in simplistic terms, the laws in the West, UK, Australia, Canada, follow Judeo-Christian law. So many of our laws, you know, you can trace back centuries, Yep. you know, to times when churches had courts and made laws and, and so on. So I'm wondering if in light of our history and the, the laws in the West, whether there are any sort of examples where statute immediately conflicts with, say, a religious... Well, one's springing to mind quite quickly, and that is the the confidentiality in confessionals. And in Australia, we've seen where there's been laws introduced that require priests to um, report child, you know, 
yep. an allegation of child sexual abuse, or sorry, somebody so confessing to so yeah, Catholic Church. The Catholic Church. What we're looking at in, in a, church generally. Yeah, yep. in Australia, that's been, become quite starkly the case, where yeah. the the church's laws conflict with society's laws, and yeah. there's a. There's been prosecutions and there's been indeed many priests who will say that they will not follow yeah. the, the secular the law. Sex law the state's law because they're yeah. saying it conflicts with the confessional, the, the right to um, respect what is said in the in confession. Also, there's cases in the United States where the Jehovah's Witnesses are opposing similar kinds of laws that require them to report. I think there's a case in Montana. I can't be yes. sure if that's the state, but that's, that's quite recent. That's happening now. So we could see here in this country maybe in the months or years to come, if Parliament decides there's to be a mandatory law mm. that all allegations or suggestions of child abuse must be reported, that some of these religious organisations are going to say this conflicts with our interpretation of the Bible and our religious beliefs. Yeah, so you might be able to say more than I, whether the Catholics of, uh, well, the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church in this country has put out the same message as it has in Australia, that it wouldn't follow those kinds yeah, of laws well, in relation to confessionals. Well, from evidence given at ICSA, I think there's that possibility. Whereas the Jehovah's Witnesses, if indeed mandatory reporting was introduced, it would be starkly in contravention of what they're saying now if they refuse to abide those laws because they're saying that in countries where mandatory reporting exists, they abide by those laws. So you would hope that they would stick to what they're saying if that was introduced here. Well, my own view is is that if religions are unhappy about mandatory reporting, they need to adapt Absolutely. and reform their ways to ensure that they can comply without endangering their their faith if that's how they see it you know you know religions have to adapt in the same way as societies adapt with changing times and changing needs but that's my own personal opinion which may not be shared by other people no i share that opinion as well i think undeniably what 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 we can conclude from all of these ICSA hearings and indeed from the hearings in the royal commission etc is that that the responsibility of safeguarding needs to be first and foremost in the minds of these religious organisations, but also things like the choice to report needs to be taken out of their hands because we've seen time and time again, or or indeed self-regulating for people within the organisation who have been convicted or there's been an allegation against them because we've just seen time and time again that fail. Mm. We saw it fail in the English Benedictine Church through those hearings, you know, just serious errors in being able to manage offenders within their organisation. We've seen it in the church with priests being moved around. We've seen it in Jehovah's Witnesses with people, you know, elders being reported, but that never being taken to the police and individuals being counselled, you know, feel like they shouldn't make a report to the police. Therefore, these people who do pose a risk to children are left within the congregation or left in society at large without any kind of safeguarding steps being properly taken. I think that we've seen that time and time again with these um, religious institutions and something needs to change. Well, that chimes with the work that we've recently been doing, which is is trying to ensure that if mandatory reporting happens in this country, that there's the wherewithal behind it all. So it's, it becomes simple that anyone with a concern can report it and then the right people analyse that risk and deal with it. Exactly. So, you know, you need, mm. there needs to be some sort of objectivity taken into it all. And certainly you can't be having people who are under the same roof, so to speak, manage each other. You know, they've got, they, they might have gone to the same, I don't know, monastery or wherever they 
um, taught them, you know, the, the religion. They might be best buddies. They could be best buddies, exactly. You know, they not to say that, and to ask them to manage one another, it's, you know, very difficult. And we saw that. We've seen failings that time and time again. Exactly. Well, another weighty podcast. <laughs> so thank you, Sam. Thank you, listeners. Thank you all. And I'm sure we'll be returning to this in the coming weeks. Yeah, so these, these hearings are coming up. They're starting on the 16th of March. Obviously, we'll be giving updates as it goes along, I think. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you would like to speak to Alan or I about something you have heard this week, or even if you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, please do get in touch at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk 